The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. Well, uh, we are in our final hour of the show and our guest presenter is Jackson Shabalala, Head of Skills Development and Operations Manager at Lever Foundation. Jackson is going to join us for up until the top of the hour and we are going to have guests. Let's get to know Jackson a bit more. He says he loves uh, hip-hop and his opening song that he chose was AKA The World Is Yours. Jackson, uh, The World Is Yours. You say yes. Africa is the world's next big growth market. Tell us why you believe this. All right. So we are seeing that Africa has the youngest uh, growing population in the world. Um, the world has opened up through digital innovation where we are able to connect uh, how we weren't able to connect before. And one of the things I've also noticed is the gap for development is way broader in Africa than the rest of the world. So, so many opportunities to develop exist currently in Africa. So we look at infrastructure, we look at technology, we look at finance, all of these spaces are just beginning uh, to develop in uh, Africa. And I think that with the youth that is coming up, how brilliant they are, how innovative they are, how creative and critical they are, if you go on Twitter, if you go on any kind of social media and you listen to the engagements they're having, these, these young people are really trying to, to shift the, the, the narrative and change the narrative of what it is to be African. We look at musicians, uh, we, we look at um, actors, comedians such as Trevor Noah who are coming from Africa and are going to the top of the world. So I think that's going to happen in all spaces, not just entertainment but in innovation, technology, construction, and even professional spheres. Africa is definitely rising up uh, with the young people like yourself, Jackson. I think uh, everything is possible for us. Tell us about uh, your foundation, Lever Foundation. All right. So Lever Foundation uh, has been in existence for just over 10 years. And it's a non-profit organization based here in the beautiful city of Kabecha. Uh, and what we focus on is social upliftment and development. So it's about empowering our local and global community uh, through projects such as uh, social upliftment projects or, or education and employment projects. But this is what we believe in. We believe that we have to add value to our communities through equipping them and reshaping the narrative for a better tomorrow. So it's not just providing them with resources or just uh, giving them handouts, but it's actually about empowering the people to provide uh, for themselves. Um, so we do this by unlocking opportunities. That's what we believe in. We unlock opportunities to education, to employment, uh, to entrepreneurship for those people who haven't been given opportunities before, especially those people from a, a disadvantaged uh, background. And um, yeah, so that's crucial for us. And, and partnerships are key. We don't work in a silo. We believe that there's transformation through through collaboration. Uh, so, so would you like me to tell you a little bit about our flagship uh, projects? Most definitely. I know there's one that I'm quite keen to hear about. Uh, can we speak about those after the break, though? Perfect. 
A Phoenix Rising. Tune into Sahara as I rise. Saturdays at 7:30 p.m. only on SABC One. The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. Our guest uh, presenter is uh, Jackson Shabalala, who is the head of uh, Skills Development and Operations Manager at Lever Foundation. Um, we, we are talking about the Jackson. foundation itself and all the great things that the foundation yes. does. Now, before the break, uh, Jackson, you were saying that you're going to tell us about your flagship projects. I know one, Mamas for Coding, is uh, uh, quite a big one. Yes, Go ahead, yes. tell us more. So, perfect. So, uh, Mamas for Coding is a project that we're doing under our broader Tangible Africa project. So, uh, Tangible Africa strives to introduce learners uh, to coding concepts without the use of computers. So, we do this by using offline uh, cost-effective instruments that are effective uh, in situations where there's no electricity or internet. Uh, and then we also don't even need teachers or facilitators who are qualified programmers. But we, with basic training, we can teach uh, teachers, facilitators, or community leaders how to uh, facilitate coding workshops uh, in communities that don't have access uh, to connectivity. And this is relevant within the context of the fourth industrial revolution. And the fact that even in South Africa, there's a shortage of software developers and many other uh, digital careers in, in, in the country. So our Coding for Mamas project uh, was supported by our sponsors, AWS in communities uh, in Ireland. And they said, listen, in the space of Cape Town, how can we uh, empower the community there to, uh, to roll out our project? So we got a hundred uh, mamas. These are ladies over uh, the age of fifty. Uh, to each uh, train a hundred young people. So a hundred mamas times a hundred young people will be ten thousand young people impacted by this project. But the idea was we always say that people at a certain age it's too late for them to learn about. Uh, digital skills or digital uh, entrepreneurship. <laughs> There's a term that exists. They say they are the born before technology group, the BBTs. Mm. But we wanted to show that, yeah, I'm sure you've heard that before, but we wanted to show that anyone can learn how to code. It's never too late. People from uh, underprivileged communities and people over a certain age can learn how to code and they can teach others as well. So that was a big part of our our coding for Mama's project, which is headed by Marshall Nelson from the youth uh, media movement in Cape Town. And we've really seen a great impact regarding that project. Now, uh, tell us about other projects. I know um, you've got uh, projects uh, that uh, are beyond just uh, the coding, uh, Mama's uh, uh, coding, but there's also social responsibility and uh, collaboration yes. that you have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we work with, you know, uh, we have three flagship projects, um, which is Work for a Living, uh, which is a partnership with Siasa Benza. 
with a Red Band Barista Academy, uh, which is a skills development uh, academy for baristas. And then we have Tangible Africa, which I just spoke about. So Work for a Living is a partnership uh, with CS Abenza, and it prepares unemployed people for the working world. So we basically teach them how to find a job, how to keep a job, and how to get promoted. And uh, this is mostly by changing people's mindsets. So there's a sometimes we see mindsets of entitlement or dependency, and we're saying no. We want to teach people to to take initiative and an ownership over their own lives and, and really go out there and develop themselves. So it's a 13 day course, uh, and those that 13 day course is at a, a, a very affordable uh, rate. It's it's about just preparing people for the workplace with vocational skills. And then our second one that comes after you do work for a living is the Red Band Barista Academy. There's a growing coffee culture in South Africa. I don't know, are you, are you a big pet, a fan of coffee, Pat? Um, I love the aroma, but the taste is too much for my little heart to handle. <laughs> it's the caffeine, so, but the uh, aroma, ooh. yes, definitely. It, it calls for an inviting environment. We're, we're actually the same. Uh, I, I work for a space that loves coffee, and I'm the black sheep. Uh, <laughs> but with the growing coffee culture in South Africa, we train uh, people to become baristas, and uh, they either end up starting their own coffee shops or work at leading uh, coffee bars across our city in Kabeja and other spaces uh, in South Africa. We have uh, coffee bars in Kabeja, in Cape Town, in Plattenberg Bay. We have one in Uganda. So we're not just focused on Kabeja or uh, just focused uh, in, in uh, South Africa, but we try to take our solutions to the rest of the world. And just to with, with our social justice, we look to serve communities uh, through cleaning initiatives or or supporting different charities. So with with the entire uh, scope of Lever Foundation, especially Tangible Africa, we we believe we have a solution from Africa for the world. So it, it's not just hey, this is good enough for South Africa, or we're waiting for the world to give to us. But we, we're changing the narrative by saying, hey, South Africa has something for the world. Africa has something for the world. And, and this is possible through our partners. And uh, we also work with Nelson Mandela University, especially with our Tangible Africa project, which ensures the quality of the work that we do. What about uh, work for a living? Tell me about this one. Yes. yes. So work for a living then uh, trains people through a 13-day uh, job readiness program. So they learn about how to communicate. What's professionalism? How do you actually prepare for an interview? How do you show up to an interview? What are the right questions to ask? What questions can be expected? And then after 13 days, we see how someone's mindset has shifted and they're ready to go find a job because Pat, the truth is we, we've met a lot of people who have lost hope. Uh, we see the unemployment rates in South Africa, especially the youth unemployment rate, and they believe there's there's nothing out there for them. But But once we can change that mindset, that if there's no job available, you can create work. Uh, it, it really 
changes the narrative for these people. And we also then partner with different uh, businesses across the country where we say, hey, this person has completed uh, our course and we've actually uh, pre-checked them uh, that they're ready for employability. So it's a pre-assessment. And then people employ through us because they trust the content we teach and we have a great track record. Look, I, I, your work is tremendous, uh, touching very various uh, aspects of our society. Now, you've also uh, done some um, partnerships with local NPOs. Yes. So we, we've partnered with a few NPOs uh, in Kabecha, which are Masifunde, um, Masinyusane, and these are... NPOs that focus on education and employment and uh, just uh, starting community movements where we share information that is valuable to people in different communities. We work with a great organization as well called uh, Bona Ubuntu, and they actually deal with uh, visually impaired and uh, blind learners, and they do extra classes such as maths and other education classes. And we say to them, hey, can we bring our coding uh, project to you? So we've partnered with a project called Bona Africa, where we teach coding now to visually impaired learners and blind learners. And it's it's really been uh, an amazing experience. What we know is that there are organizations that do different things better than what we do things. So instead of, instead of trying to recreate the wheel, we come with our expertise and we see what partners actually share similar visions and have similar goals of seeing uh, people being employed, people being educated, people starting their own businesses, and really people having a, a positive mindset for South Africa. Not, not having a negative mindset of, oh, man, South Africa is not the place to be, I'm trying to leave. But how can we, as a so, uh, civil society, make a difference and we look for organizations that look to do that and then we work with them but we also have corporate sponsors who actually allow us to to go out and expand uh we have uh, aws and communities as i've mentioned we work with a software development company in Kabecha uh, called s4 uh, we an implementation partner of course in mandela university uh, computing sciences department headed up by Professor Jean Hreiling to really ensure the quality of our coding education. We've worked with uh, South African uh, 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 National uh, uh, Thing Union for Teachers. Um, so th there's a lot of partnerships that, that keep on booming and we're always open for, for partnering with more innovators. Those the two people I'll be interviewing today are actually people we met through these partnerships. We'll have a chat with uh, your chosen guest uh, straight after a song that you chose, Shekinah Suited. Why this song? Well, I'm, uh, I'm a PE native, a Kabeha native, and uh, Luke Goliath, who produced this song, is from Kabeha, someone that I know personally. But I also think it's just a beautiful song for Sunday. Uh, for for they say Sundays are for lovers. Mm. So for people who are <laughs> uh, who are feeling like they need a nice Sunday song, it's a great uh, artist. Uh, Shekinah is such a wonderful, brilliant young woman. And um, so I had a brilliant young man 
and I was just paying respects to him after his passing. And now we have a brilliant young woman who's shaping her own way uh, in music and the entertainment industry. And Let's that's why go I to chose, the song. chose the song. Yes, uh, that was a song uh, chosen by our guest uh, presenter, Jackson Shabalala, who is uh, the head of skills development and operations manager at Lever Foundation. We have spoken at length, uh, Jackson. It's time for you to now introduce your yes. guests. So there are people that you say you've had collaborations with. They've made an impact in your life. We want to get to know more about them. On the line, we've already got your first guest, uh, Nomusa Keninda. Um, tell us why you chose Nomusa before you even welcome her onto the show. Thank you so much, Pat. Um, well, Nomusa is someone that uh, partners with us at Tangible Africa, and she does really amazing work in the Mpumalanga region. So she's the founder of the Mpumalanga ICT Club, and she's also an e-learning specialist uh, for the Mpumalanga Department of Education. She has uh, almost a decade of teaching experience she has a master's in ICT in education from U, uh, University of Johannesburg. And she's also, uh, in 2020, was one of the inspiring 50 women in South Africa. Uh, and uh, she's empowering young girls under an initiative called Digi Girls, uh, where it's a club that was started in 2014 and has made a lot of impact in girls' lives, uh, linking them to IT and STEM professions, giving them career guidance. So I really think she's someone who's making a difference in our in our community and and we really resonate with that so it's really when when i was told i get to interview some brilliant people she was one of the first people that made it to the top of my mind well uh no musa thank you very much for joining us good morning good morning how are you and how are you Jackson, and your guests I'm well, and I'm 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 not gonna take this conversation uh, further. It is Jackson who's going to be interviewing you, Jackson. Oh, I'm good, Nomusa. It's great to have you here. I know uh, we we had a great conversation yesterday. I hope you enjoyed uh, the 50th birthday of your sister, and you guys had fun. And thank you just for connecting with us today. Thank you very much. Yes, we really enjoyed it. It was very good to have family around you and everybody was happy about it. Thank you. Amazing. All right, Sister Mosa, for my first question, I just want to find out, uh, you, you started um, Bumalanga uh, ICT Club and, and I want to find out why did you want to focus on ICT and what need did you see in Bumalanga for, for such a club? Um, in my in the Department of Education, I'm an e-learning specialist, and my responsibility is to introduce teachers into ICT skills because uh, enhancing learning and teaching in the classroom requires a teacher who is competent in ICT skills. So the Department of Education. Um, hired me to do the, the work around Emalaseni, Stichuete, and uh, Emakazini. So the reason I started Bumalanga um, ICT Club is because uh, training teacher, teachers is not an easy task. So you need to, uh, in terms of the teacher development framework, uh, you need to introduce what we call a professional learning community. 
so that teachers can also organize themselves. We mustn't wait for UNOMOSA to coordinate um, a training. They must say, just say, uh, we are here, we need training, and UNOMOSA will jump into that uh, particular space and train teachers. So we are taking the responsibility of uh, teacher development to the hands of the teachers themselves. That's amazing because those are the people who are directly with uh, the learners. And can you tell me what have been some highlights that you've seen from the work that you do with training the teachers and, and what have been some great stories that have come back? Um, when when we started, when I started the Bumalanga ICT club, and then I find that uh, learners are also going to be uh, left behind, uh, especially uh, girls. So in the Bumalanga uh, ICT club, as a professional learning community, we include we included some other initiatives uh, that seeks to empower learners into ICT skills and being the coding and robotics coming on board uh, in 2016. So in 2018, that's where we learn from the experience when we teach our learners how to code that most of the girls, they shy away from a programming. So uh, we decided to form an initiative called a digital and the digital that uh, won me an award as an inspiring 50 women in South Africa. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. And, and, and just one more question. So with the work that you've been doing, especially being on the ground and also being able to be part of the Department of Education and seeing what's happening above the ground, what is your vision uh, for for first world and advanced uh, Africa and South Africa, where do you see us heading as a continent? Uh, we are trying our best, uh, Jackson, uh, given the fact that uh, when we look in our school uh, setup and the infrastructure, we still lag behind. Uh, because when I go around the school introducing coding and robotics to the learners, you'll find that um, there are no devices. And where you get devices, these devices are not connected. And another impact that is coming is the ISCOM issue. So when devices are not connected, they are also not uh, charged. So it's a real a problem. And I was very excited when I found out that actually you can do uh, coding without uh, computers. When I found uh, Professor Hreling uh, in the social media. So I reached out and then I was introduced to Changeable Africa. So now my work uh, becomes uh, very easy because I'll go to any rural some village school and introduce uh, learners into uh, coding and robotics using what we, we use, the, the puzzles that have been uh, developed by uh, Nelson Mandela University. And, uh, and the, the greatest part of it are not 
alone now because Liver Foundation, your company, gave me 20 interns that I've spread all over uh, the Kangala district in Pumalanga and uh, going uh, to Soshangube. So it has been a great impact, uh, especially in our communities. When I approached the school, you know, the learner said, ah, we are going to code. Here's the, the lady who teaches us uh, uh, coding. So they are really uh, wow. uh, excited about this program, especially uh, with me, my vision is not uh, that uh, much big, but uh, in, a, in the eyes of a, a, an ordinary person, you know, because I'm a groundbreaker. I just want to um, uh, break down the ground so that uh, and create awareness of coding and robotics so that never a learner be afraid of programming or IT when they are facing um, a, a decision to choose a career. So that's that, that's wow, my amazing. Thank you. Break the ground. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mamnos. And it was really great having you with us today. And thank you for sharing those inspiring stories and all the best with all the work you're doing in the Bobalanga region. Before we let Mamno Musa go, I've got a question for you, Mamno Musa, and I, I love the work that you're doing. I'm also amazed, just like Jackson keeps on saying, wow, I'm blown aback. But my one deepest, I think, um, a gripe with where we are right now, as much as you are putting in all this hard work to take coding to our rural schools and our lower quintile schools, is the fact that inequality will still rear its ugly head in our education system. How can we ensure that, you know, with initiatives such as yourselves that you have put together, uh, we equal the playing field? Because schools in higher quintiles won't need puzzles to learn coding. Uh, yes, an intervention, but they will already have the infrastructure. Their children are already using tablets and laptops and they've got computer and science labs, whereas lower quintile schools, we will then depend on the puzzles uh, that you are putting forward. So how, how do we change that? How do we equal the playing field? Uh, it's, it's not about having a device. It's when you look at the programs that you are running in Tangible Africa, it's about uh, problem-solving skills. It's about computational thinking. So learners uh, learn to collaborate. It's unlike uh, when you see, sometimes we have this notion that when a learner or anyone who has a device in front of him is able to uh, to get more, you know, uh, education than the one who doesn't have. But in the fourth industrial revolution, we are looking for 21st century skills such as critical thinking that cannot be uh, done only uh, with devices. Uh, the program that has been built by Nelson Mandela University, uh, the tanks, uh, rangers, and boats, they are teaching learners 21st century skills. We see them collaborating. We see uh, leadership skills in these uh, uh, learners. We also see uh, some form of uh, taking a lead. You know, a, a learner from a, a group uh, will be able to. We are able to identify this learner can think critically and become a leader uh, amongst the, the group. So we are not uh, shying away that. 
we are using puzzles and maybe a, a, a cell phone, but we, we, we are learning a lot. Mm. Even the teachers have attested to this, that Wonderful. now if you give them math uh, problems, these learners are able to say, this is the step-by-step because programming is about algorithm. It's mm. about uh, thinking step-by-step in, in order to find a solution to the problem that you have faced at that particular time. No, Musa, thank you so very much. Uh, strength to the work that you are doing. We are very proud. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we, we, we've got another guest, uh, uh, Jackson. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, our your next guest. Awesome. Thank you so much. Our next guest is someone I consider now a brother. Uh, he is Prince uh, Aduapi from uh, Ghana, and he is actually the CEO and founder of One Billion Africa. And uh, Prince is uh, also focuses uh, uh, the Billion Africa initiative, inspires and empowers youth to identify problems within the communities turn them into projects so they've been running for a decade this is the 10th year of run and uh, one billion africa's projects and activities have been uh, impacted over fourteen thousand five hundred youth women and children so i'd just like to say hello to prince and thank you for joining us brother hello jackson um good morning to you all and good morning to your listeners um can you hear me loud and clear loud and clear so hello uh, I, I was with prince a month ago in ghana but i'd like him to really just explain uh one billion africa where the dream came from and why the name okay um thank you so much for the question and thank you guys for having me it's good to be here i just want to be sure if you can hear me loud and clear you're very audible prince you're very audible go ahead awesome Awesome. thank you very much yes um so this dates back to the year 2013 i was a final year student and there was this restlessness in me you know i would often wake up in the middle of the night just pacing the streets of the campus university of ghana campus thinking what i could do as a young person you know to create change because i started studying all the people that made change, you know, and notice that they didn't start creating change when they were in their 40s or even in their 30s. Most of them, uh, you know, when they were very, very young. I was 23 at the time, and I had just pure restlessness in me. And I remember one typical night, I was just thinking, how come Africa has all the resources in the world, but we're still tagged as a poor continent? I just couldn't understand that. And um, I called it my passion states because I, I was very deep in thought. And then I had a voice ask me a question, Prince, how many problems are there in Africa? And I'm sure if I ask your listeners this morning, everyone would say plenty. Um, I chose to name that plenty a billion problems. And, and, and you know, what happened afterwards is that we decided to create a platform. Uh, we, we love to call it a movement that inspires Africans. You know, we are more than 1 billion people. So uh, just do the math. If 1 billion Africans are turning a problem each into a project, we get so many problems solved. We get so many opportunities created. For us, it's not really 
uh, about the metric or the number, you know, it's it's um, um, an, an, an infinite game for us. And what we, we created is a platform that inspires young people across the continent in their various communities. If you find a problem in your community, instead of pointing fingers and blaming others about it, why don't you mobilize your friends together to see if you can turn, you guys can turn that problem into a project. It doesn't matter. So, so it Prince, can be a short-term project, Prince, a long, long-term project. Prince, please yes. just uh, stay with yes. us. So we need to go to a quick break uh, alongside with Jackson, and then you will be able to elaborate more and tell us more what uh, you are doing with the project One Billion Africa. Let's go to a quick break, right. 614 That's our WhatsApp number. The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. We continue with our guest presenter, Jackson Shabalala, who's uh, currently interviewing uh, Prince Adu Apai. Uh, Prince was telling us a bit more about his uh, grand project, uh, One Billion Africa. You can go ahead, uh, Jackson. So I want to find out this. What story of impact can you share with us uh, as what uh, success for One Billion African and how you see this project growing? Right. Um, sure. So uh, we, we've really had an inspiring journey over the past 10 years. I would like to give a recent example. So uh, we usually um, identify the problem and then try to turn that problem into a project, a typical problem we identified in a community here in Ghana um, called Shidium Community. Uh, as, as we find in other schools across the continent, you know, the lack of practical STEM education in, in the community. There are about nine, um, nine schools in the community and we identified that, you know, students or, or the children or learners usually perform their science experiments on the blackboard or the whiteboard, you know, build a circuit on the board, learn energy transformations on the board and in your books. And, you know, that that we decided to turn that into a project. And the project we came up with is called the STEM for Africa Shidium project, where for two years we worked with a local partner called Dex Technologies that have built um, a science set, more like a portable lab that you can put in your school bag, you know. So um, for two years, these students used the science sets to, to study. We also set up clubs in each of the schools, STEM clubs. We also run an innovation challenge to inspire the kids, you know, to, to create solutions that can solve local problems. We also did mentor about 50 girls out of the... 950 plus beneficiaries and, and th this is a typical example of um, turning a problem into a project definitely we leveraged on the local support and today uh, the results have been amazing uh, one typical example is four of their kids um, in 2021 four of the kids um, represented the end um, um, their school at a district science and math competition and for the first time they won the competition. And, and this is just an wow. example. In the recent um, basic education certificate examination, those that were part of the project, you know, performed better in, 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 in science. That's great. Th th thank you so much for that. It's, uh, that's, that's amazing to hear. Uh, Pat, I'll, I'll hand back over to you.
Well, uh, uh, Jackson, you know, I'm very intrigued by the work that Prince is doing. Uh, Prince, uh, before we do let you go, I mean, uh, can you tell us about the great impact that, um, you know, uh, your partnership with uh, uh, Jackson's uh, foundation, Lever Foundation, has made on the continent? I think he he might have oh, lost, lost connection you. over oh, there, Pat. Man, but yeah, sadly. Okay. It's a yes. very unfortunate. Maybe but, you can take that one uh, as yeah. we close off. Yes, it's not a problem. Thank you so much. So when we when we went to Ghana, we we partnered with Prince, and he took us to the same rural community, Fidium, uh, where we trained teachers uh, and we trained two more trainers so that they could impact uh, the. Ghana area and the greater West Africa area. We resourced them with uh, kids to go to schools. All the teachers that were there were about uh, 90, nine schools, uh, 16 teachers, and we were able to gift them our coding kits and game packs so that they can continue running the program there. So they've come from science, now they're doing coding, and they're doing really, really great work there. And they will be involved in what I failed to mention earlier, our Mandela Day tournament, which is a nationwide and international tournament that saw 6,000 learners participate in a coding tournament last year on Mandela Day to celebrate the life of Nelson Mandela. And this year, Ghana will be joining through 1 billion Africa and other partners across the world will join in. Even um, Bobalanga ICT Club with Nomosa will be joining our Mandela Day tournament on 18th of July. Wow, uh, beautiful in, uh, collaborations indeed. And I, I think uh, uh, just more is what we want to see, more collaborations, more of uh, yes. this beautiful work that you are doing. Uh, I, I want to thank you, Jackson. Yeah, thank you for joining us okay. as a guest presenter. Awesome. And thank you for bringing that was Nomosa, great. Uh, Kaninda and Prince Adu Apai. Uh, it, it, it was uh, eye-opening having engagements with them. Awesome. No, that's great. And I, I, just, just as a closing remark, um, Tangible Africa is now going to Europe. And that's just a testament. Uh, we're going to Ireland to do training there for our unplugged and uh, offline coding. And this is a testament to show that this solution uh, is from Africa. It's for the world. Now, that is something amazing. How do we follow you and your foundation? So you can find Tangible Africa on Facebook. Uh, you can follow, uh, you can go on Lever Foundation's website. And you can also email info at leverfoundation.org. Or you can WhatsApp our number at 066-060-5655. You can follow myself, Jackson Chabalala, on LinkedIn or Jean Hrailing at LinkedIn or Ryan Rue at LinkedIn. Uh, we're always ready to collaborate or come out and do a project in your community. Thank you so very much, Jackson. More strength to your bow. Thank you so much. This was really great, Pat.
It's 10 o'clock on the dots. Uh, we're going to Luanda Mawome for the news. And straight after that, a show that I love so much. I live for it on the weekends, the seasons with KG Mugetsi. She's looking lovely. Uh, and I, I saw I saw that you've got your license. <laughs> you and I had a conversation of how police were harassing us over December. I'm so glad that you finally got it. And yes, that place, yo, I've also got fearful memories of it when I had to you mine. It's uh, 10 o'clock, Leander. Let's uh, hear what the news have for us.